You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. I love you. I know. Hey guys, Kevin Goatee back, gutting the sacred cow, another brand spanking new episode. Well, not really that new. Here's why. So, two years ago during the pandemic, remember that one? We taped an episode with Bobby Slayton as he did Parasite. This is before we invested into cameras and lighting and better microphones and all that. So, you're going to hear a lower quality audio and video than you're used to. So, listen, being honest, it's not as streamlined as we are now. But who cares? It's still a fun episode with Bobby Slayton. Here's why. Bobby does something Never did this before in the podcast. It's never been done. So here we go. Guttingthesacredcow.com, of course, for merch. Guttingthesacredcow at gmail.com to advertise. Live show tickets on sale now. Eventbrite.com, guttingthesacredcow, and patreon.com slash GTSC. Let's hear Bobby Slayton trying to gut out Parasite. Gather around is what I know. It's just that. Gutting the sacred cow. Kevin Israel, how you doing, buddy? What's going on with you? You know, I was going to go out to the movies this weekend, uh, have a little fun, maybe go to a bar, and then I realized, oh, the world ended. So, Well, if you lived in Little Rock, Arkansas, that could still happen. Uh, uh, I'm not sure Kevin Israel would do too well in Little Rock. <laughs> uh, True. Jersey. Fair point. How are you doing? How I'm you doing, doing well. Bro? I'm doing well, sir. You may, you may like my shirt. It is. Hey, it's another Gutting the Sacred Ooh. Cow t-shirt. Look at us with t-shirts and shit. Go to guttingthesacredcow.com to check that out. But enough of that nonsense. We have today with us to discuss the 2019 best picture film, Parasite, and none other than Bobby Slayton, the pit bull of comedy himself. Bobby, how the hell are you, sir? Hey, Friday, by the way. Um... You know, it's funny when you when you emailed me originally to ask me to do the show, and you said you can plug whatever you want. You know, we can give whatever you got going on. I have nothing going on. 
I have nothing to plug, and yet out of the goodness of my heart, I figured I would do your podcast. I'll do anybody's podcast. I don't give a rat's ass, but I'm happy to do it. And when you told me it was about film, I was very excited. But, you know, as you remember, the first week I was going back and forth because the whole purpose of your podcast, as you know, is to, you know, gut a movie that's, you know, and trash a movie that's very popular. That's what you were telling me, whether it's Academy Award winner, box office hit. And, you, you, you know, you started giving me examples of movies that you did or, you know, and you, you mentioned, you know, all these popular favorites, you know, Pretty Woman and, you know, and Jaws and, and all the Spielberg movies and Lucas movies and Raiders. And I loved all those movies. And I'm thinking, right. okay, well, I can find a movie that I hated, but at the same time to trash it, you know, I wanted to find something that wasn't a great film, that I didn't find to be a great film. Like Philadelphia, whether you liked it or not, or you talk about Gone with the Wind, were great films. And I was trying to find something. And I put way too much thought into this. And the other problem was, when it's something about films I hated, like remember when I was married, I go see movies like, you know, A Room with a View and An English Patient. You know, my, my wife loved those. Mm. And I thought, as much as I hated those, if I really wanted to discuss them, I'd have to watch them again. And there's no fucking way in hell that I want to watch these movies again. So it was killing me to try to find a film. And because, um, you know, I'm, I'm a big film guy. I don't know if you guys are like, you know, I mean, as far as the classic films go, and uh, it's just like the box office hits that you're more interested in. All films, sir. We like, listen, like I think I, t- I told you today, Fugel sang did Gone with the Wind. I've never seen that before, so it's a perfect excuse. I finally wa- we, we finally watch it, and I hated it, and so did Kevin Israel. Well, yeah, we'll watch classic films. They, if they fit the, uh, the criteria, then absolutely we'll watch them. But yeah, I, you, know I, the problem, you know what the problem is? And you sound like my daughter in a lot of ways. A lot of classic films, they were done almost like stage plays, and they were done in a different way. Like you see the acting. You see, right. People don't really talk. Even the Humphrey Bogart movie, Casablanca. Who talks like this? No you know, one. if you're watching a movie by today's standards, you know, like, like, okay, like, for example, I love the Marx Brothers and Laurel and Hardy, but I could see where kids today, unless they were film buffs or really smart or comedians, wouldn't like those kind of movies. But, you know, when I grew up, I mean, I used to be, right, when I was a young comedian, and I lived in San Francisco, there was a theater called the Times Theater in the sleazy neighborhood right outside of Chinatown. And there would be two or three movies for a dollar. And it was everything from, you know, three spaghetti westerns, or at the time, two Dirty Harry movies, or, or you know, um, um, it, it could be anything, Bruce Lee movies, or it could be Fellini movies. And I remember I went with Penn Gillette a few times, and a couple of friends of mine, we'd smoke a joint. And I can't believe in those days, I sat through two Fellini movies. I think if I had to watch one now, either I'd fall asleep in the first 20 minutes, not because it's not great, because I'm old and I have no patience, and ADD, or I'd have to get it to pee 20 times. So... The point is that I really, really love movies. And when you asked me about a movie, it just struck me the other day that a movie I hated with a passion was the movie Parasite. And I said, okay, this is perfect. It's an Academy Award winner. It got tremendous reviews. And I saw it. See, here's the thing, too. I saw the movie right after it won the Academy Award. So I was expecting a lot, you know? Mm-hmm. It was like when I saw The Exorcist. People said it was the scariest movie of all time. And it was very frightening. But, but, no, but, you know, at the time, if you didn't, if you never heard about it, and, and, you know, I went to see it, but it was sort of in a packed theater, and there were teenagers, and it wasn't that scary. About a year later, I was living in Greenwich Village, and it's midnight, and I'm stoned out of my head, and there's a little <laughs> art film place. It was almost like a porn theater, and it was guys in overcoats, and somebody that could strangle you like a Luca Brasi scene from The Godfather. Right. So when I was sitting there with eight people at midnight watching it, it was a very frightening movie. You know what I mean? Well, it's think- funny you say that about Exorcist. My mother was pregnant with me when Exorcist came out, and she would not go see that film while she was pregnant with me. 
True story. No, okay, you know, another movie, and I didn't see it, I saw the late night TV, I'd never heard about it, was Nightmare on Elm Street, which yeah. is a fucking, fucking movie, you know? Great, it's great. Um, I still love it. I still love that film. You know, my daughter and I were sitting in a hotel room in Boston, maybe 10, 15 years ago. She was about 10 years old, and, you know, we're flipping the channels, trying to find the movie, you know, trying to find a movie to pay-per-view, and there's a scary movie, The Ring, and it hadn't heard about The Ring. Yeah. And it was a really frightening little film, but if you hadn't heard about it, you know what I mean? I saw um, it and I, I hated The Ring. I was not, really? I was not impressed. Oh, really? Yeah, I didn't, I, I didn't dig it. It didn't do anything for well, me. Well, it was actually based on a Japanese film. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. South Korea, but it was based, like Magnificent Seven was based on The Seven Samurai. So there were a lot of great, you know, a lot of stuff I didn't know when I was a young guy. But, um, but there are some movies that you see. Like when I went to see Book of Mormon on Broadway, yeah, it was really funny. But after everybody telling me it's the funniest, greatest thing ever made, you set your expectations so high. Right. Which yeah. Gets me back to Parasite. Okay. Here we so go. Let's let, let, let hold on. Hold on. Before we get to okay. that, we're we're gonna do our facts and shit, and then you get to then you get as much time as you want. So, but hold on, we're gonna do some facts and shit. Kevin Israel, okay. it's time for our game. IMDb score. What did Parasite get on IMDb? The old one to tenor. Oh, this was high. This was high. I'm gonna say a nine four. I, you're wrong. Eight six. Wow. Okay. Rotten Tomatoes score. Critics. Critics, uh, nine. No, no, no. no the oh, 90. Yeah. 90. 99 from the critics. Wow. Loved it. People score. Give me that. Uh, 87. 90. So this hits all three of our core, uh, our core criteria. Death of all critically acclaimed box office success because on an $11 million budget, this made $266 million. Jesus Christ. Is that global? And, yeah, global. Wow. And the first non-English film to win Best Picture, much to the chagrin of Donald Trump, apparently. Yeah. Five. Well, yeah. And he goes, we should go see films like Gone with the Wind. I go, dude, Gone with the Wind fucking sucks. It just didn't hold <laughs> up. I didn't like Gone with the Wind. But we, we did another episode on that, so you'll see. Okay. Five fun facts. Five fun facts. Whoa, five fun facts. Five fun facts. Five fun facts. Five fun facts. Director Bong Joon-ho pulled on his own experience as a teacher to a wealthy family. He said he felt guilty spying on them. Thus, this is where the idea was born. Number two, he had the idea for the housekeeper allergic to peaches as one of his friends has a peach allergy. And in, in, or an incident where, he, where he's questioning him, he goes, dude, are you really allergic to peaches? He tossed him a peach and had a major incident. So it's like nothing. It's like nothing. Like, <laughs> Great friend. Yeah, I was going to say, that's, that's, that's the best buddy hazing ever. It's like, dude, are you allergic to bees? Well, shit, you better drive fast because I'll put a beehive in your car, asshole. Good luck. Number three, the park's house. Not, from, not a set. It was built completely from scratch. Yeah, it's crazy. Wow. And only half of it existed. Yeah, the rest was CGI'd. Four, the Kim's house was the, the poor people, the Kim's. There, that house was built on a set nearby a water tank so it could flood toward, again, toward the end of the scene, of the scene, of the film, excuse me. And last, when the Kim's house does flood, it's filled with material used to make clay masks so it looks like shit in the water. And boy, did it ever look like shit in the water. <laughs> I will say that this is the most uninspiring five fun facts I've done. There are not many fun facts about this film, near as other films that we have done, Kevin Israel. Well, you know what? When you have a budget of only $11 million, I mean, 
Yeah, not not, not much in the not much in the haha department. No. Quote quotes. I laughed my balls off with this one. We ordered it from the U.S. It'll be fine. Remember them the building the, the the TP in the back. Yeah, talk about catering to the academy on that one, right? <laughs> and the other one, no, it's not that. What is it? Like an old radish? No, you know when you boil a rag, it smells like that. What a perfect description describing the uh, the dad of the family. I thought that was brilliant. Do you have any quotes from this? No, you know what? This is one of the first movies that just nothing jumped out at me. I had to pull that. I wrote those two down, and I also cracked up. I had my notes, but I'll jump to it. I love how 98% of this film is in Korean, and then they go into American sayings. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Perfect. Like, wait a minute. We're going to Korea the entire way, but they go in these American sayings. or even. But I think they do that. I think in Korea, they. I think a lot of our colloquialisms – that can't translate directly. They just adopt verbatim. Yeah, I, I'm, not, I'm not too knowledgeable on the Korean culture, so I'll, uh, I'll defer to you on that one. But that's enough for the facts and figure section. Now it's time for our guest, Bobby Slayton, who hates Parasite. and looks like you're in the minority, too. Got uh, the no. sacred, sacred cow. cow. You're on, oh. Your Honor. Okay. Wait, so you're going to tell me what you think about it after I tell you why I hated it. Is that Correct. how this works? Yes, it is. I, but by the way, you did send me links to all your shows, and it was tough enough to get through this 45 minutes. I wasn't going to watch past shows. I really didn't have time. <laughs> by the way, Kevin Pooh, the other Kevin, you know, at the fact you can't go to the movies, you know, as bad as this whole horrible virus is, I mean, the silver lining is it's making me catch up with movies. It's making me catch up with shows that sure. I haven't seen. I'm embarrassed to say I never saw Ozark, which is up there with Breaking Bad and The Sopranos. So I kind of like being home to watch films. And it's, it's great to be able to catch up with movies. So anyway, the point was The Parasite, when I saw it, which I say before, I saw it after one Academy Award. And it's not meant to be racist, but you can take it as racist if you want. The fact that it didn't win Best you know, Foreign Film, because I loved, love, love The Irishman. I mean, I love anything Scorsese does. I love anything Pacino or, you know, De Niro does. I even love The Joker. People say, well, that wasn't really Academy Award winning or Oscar, you know, material. That this foreign film on a small budget, which happened to win. And then I love Quentin Tarantino. You know, once upon a time in America, on Hollywood, rather. Right. I love his work because not only as a director, but Tarantino is the kind of guy that can tell you about every film. And one of his favorite movies of all time is Abbott Costello's Frankenstein, along with Jacques Tati and Fellini and Ivan Bergman. So, there's a well-rounded guy, but I, I love that movie and the fact that they didn't win. So I go see Parasite. I, I went in, look, I already went in with a bad attitude because right. I went in and it was at a screening. It was like a few days after it won an award and there was some Asian guy there. It was talking about how, you know, Chong Bing Bong, what's his name? Uh, I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> Bong Jung-ho. Bong Jung-ho. Bong Jung-ho. Um, I know. I just thought that was funny. I did too. <laughs> yeah, whatever. But, you know, the fact that he's one of the greatest directors of all time. And this guy says it before the movie, I'm really one of the greatest directors. And, you know, we, we got Hitchcock. And we got, you know, Scorsese. And we got John Ford. And this guy, okay. And, it was, and then I stood next to some asshole agent who told me, oh, my third time seeing the movie. I, I hated the movie already. Then it starts. And I'm going, you know what? I find this movie is kind of interesting about this poor family. And, um, you know, and it's going on and on and on. I kind of liked the movie. I thought it was terrific acting. And then the whole thing with the housekeeper. And, you know, oh, she, she left. I forgot my husband is in the bomb shelter. Who the fuck? 
Really? You forget your husband in the bomb shelter? And then she goes down there, and he's, he's locked up, and he comes up with a knife, and I'm going, what is this, a Wes Craven movie now? It's like people under the stairs, where the hills have eyes. I don't, you know, and I, I just started hating it more and more. And I had to pee halfway through the movie, and my girlfriend loved it, and this agent was sitting next to me, he was a douchebag. I think it was more of the fact it wasn't so, an Irishman didn't win. So I just hated the whole night, you know? I, I, I spilled my popcorn. It, it wasn't the movie so much, but I did not like the movie. And the more I thought about it afterwards, and he goes up, and that whole fucking family, I know they're really poor, they had everything going for him. He could have met, possibly married that girl, and everybody had a great job, and then the father became an asshole, and he stabs the owner, and I just hated it. I just hated everything about it. But then, this is really interesting, and I didn't want to tell you guys this, because I really hated the film. I watched it again because I knew we had to do the podcast, and I wanted to watch something current. I couldn't think of anything that I've seen that I really, really hated, outside of, like I said, the English page in a room with you. I couldn't watch that shit again. That, that would have killed me. If I was trying to get laid, I was just some hot chick, I would watch it again. It's right. talking to you two idiots. I wasn't interested. Okay. And I mean that in the nicest way. Anyway, I watched it again the other night. When I get halfway through it, I fall asleep. But I go, you know, I think I really like that movie. I went back, watched a little bit more. And last night, I finally finished it. And I loved the movie. And I don't know what happened. And look, you know what? I don't usually <laughs> sleep. You know, with all due respect to your, your podcast and your imaginary listeners, I go, I can phone this in. I can cancel it. I go, no, you know what? I'm committed to doing this. I want to do it. I can't believe I hated this movie. And the second time I saw it, I loved it. I don't know what happened because I only saw it a few months ago. I, I don't know what happened in those few months. And it reminds me of, this means nothing to you. It has nothing to do with anything. When the Rolling Stones album, Exile on Main Street, came out right. in 1972, I was 17 years old, and I hated the album, and Rolling Stone gave it the most horrible review. The next month, Rolling Stone retracted it and said this is one of the greatest albums ever. And over the course of that month, was a, I, I, started, I got laid for the first time, I started doing Blow, and I realized it was one of the greatest albums, not just by the Rolling Stones, one of the greatest albums ever made. It was not quite on that level of greatness, but it was, to go from something I hated to a month later loving, and I loved the movie, and I, I didn't want to tell you that because I know I'm supposed to trash it. I trashed it the best I could because the first time I hated it, and I think it was more of the circumstances and my surrounding, sitting with that Asian fucking asshole that tells me that Bong Hong Bing is the greatest director ever. And then I looked into the guy. I do want to see his movie, The Host, you know. I heard it's and good. I, it, it's not a racial thing. I don't mean to sound like our lovely president. But, um, um, but anyway, yeah, so I loved the movie, but it was really weird because I was shocked. And now I have to listen to my girlfriend and my, 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 my brother, my friend. Oh, we told you. Oh, shut the fuck up. We told you it was great. So I'm going to listen to their bullshit now, too. Let's so recap. Let, let's recap. Bobby Slayton, you hated this film because you sat next to an annoying Asian asshole, as you'd say. That's one. No, no, I just, no it wasn't just him. <laughs> no, 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 it was, no, it wasn't that. No, no, that'd be too racist. It was, it was a fact that it won the Academy Award. Right. And, and, it was, and I hadn't seen it. But I go, okay, it should have been nominated for Best Foreign Film, but it was nominated for Best... And the fact that movies I loved, you know, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, which I thought was brilliant. I love Quentin. And, uh, Great. You know, The Joker, which Great. I love. And I loved The Irishman. Did not I love it. The, oh, Jojo Rabbit. And the Did fact that this movie... So I was a little pissed already. Then the Asian sit next to me telling me that Bong Joon-ho is the greatest director ever. Oh, fuck you. You know, great, great... Okay, Best South Korean director ever. But, okay. I'm not saying the guy's not a genius or really... 
Then I found out somebody, an, an agent who was an asshole. Then I spilled my popcorn. Then I had to pee. I so forgot the popcorn. Feeling. How can I forget the popcorn spilling? That's very interesting right. story. That's it wasn't many one of thing that made me angry. It wasn't one thing that was going to make me shoot up a high school. He spilled his popcorn. <laughs> that's how Columbine happened. Like, it wasn't like that. It was I just a that. combination. And the fact that I'm really cranky anyway, and I'm in bed by nine, and the movie didn't start till eight, I was fucking pissed. It wouldn't validate my parking. The whole list of shit. But I didn't like the movie. You're a regular, gr- you're, you're a regular cr- Clint Eastwood from Gl- Gran Torino ready to shoot people for getting on their lawn. <laughs> oh, I, I, by the way, I love that movie. I do too. <laughs> I, I, listen, I, lo- I agree with you. Once Upon a Time on Hollywood was, was solid. Not his best. Pulp Fiction's his best. And I'm not going to hear otherwise. Uh, I did not see Jojo Rabbit, so I can't comment. But I fucking... The Jojo, Irishman, Rabbit is, Jojo Rabbit is very particular taste. I, can I didn't see, see it yet. Yeah. Might not like it, but the, but, but, the, but the Irishman dragged. I was not a fan. I, I didn't think it was that great. But we, that's fine. We can disagree. Jojo Rabbit is one of those movies that was nominated. You know, the Irishman? I, okay, here's the Irishman. I loved it with a passion because I love all those actors and I love the mob stuff and I love that story, the Jimmy Hoffa stuff. I loved it for that reason. But I also saw it on my home big screen TV. If I had to sit in a fucking movie theater for three hours, you know. Three and a half. Everybody annoys me. You know, if I'm in a movie and somebody walks in 10 minutes after the movie starts, I want them to die. You dumb fuck. Yeah, you, don't, yeah. you don't walk in the middle of after the movie starts. You know? I think Woody Allen once did that one of his movies, but um, talked about that. But, and then there's some guy talking. Somebody has a baby. The whole movie's theater experience. I know Kevin Pooh likes it. I'm sorry to say I hate the experience because when you're at home with a big TV, but I watched The Irishman. It took me five days to watch it. Because yeah, if I'm not sleeping, then my girlfriend falls asleep. I can you see that? I can you fall asleep 20 minutes ago. Then we were watching this thing. So your yeah, girlfriend must be. You, you're 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 like you're like a nightmare to watch films. That it takes you longer to watch like the fucking stand that moved that the, the miniseries on on ABC years ago than it does to watch a three hour film. It's coming back. You know, you know I what? Know, it's coming back. When people talk about binge watching. Because my girlfriend is saying, oh, you know what? We're, you know, we're, we're locked in because uh, you know, even before the whole virus thing, if I was off for a weekend, you know, you're off for a weekend. We can binge watch, uh, you know, Ozark. We can binge watch Goliath, binge watch whatever. To me, binge watching is to make it to one episode of something without slipping. <laughs> I'm 65 fucking years old, but I've always been like that. To the ADD, and I drink a bottle of wine at night, I got to pee, I'm tired. I get the... I can't concentrate. I want to see you on Adderall and cocaine at the same time. Let's make a film about that. Why does the cocaine? <laughs> I, I don't, well, I don't do more than like, you know, I, I might start doing it again in the future, maybe another five, ten years, because old people die in their sleep. But if you do blow, you're not sleeping. So I think that might help my chances of staying alive. You, you know, speaking of Freddy Krueger, that's the way they should have fucking done. They should have done cocaine all the time. That way, he never would have uh, fallen asleep and died. Hi. I, I used to do it. He's not getting me, man. He's not getting me. <laughs> On the way, One, two, <laughs> Freddy's coming for you. Three, four, shut the door. Five, six, pick up six. <laughs> I gotta take a I shit. Love, I love the Freddy Krueger movies with a passion. And I got to work with Robert England once. I don't get up the subject yet. I got to work with him and Wes Craven on a TV show called Nightmare Cafe. It was only on for maybe four or five episodes. And Robert starred it, Wes directed it, and wrote it. And I got to guest star in an episode. So to be with Robert England and, and Wes Craven, who the fuck wow. Wes Craven and Freddy Krueger? And they thought I was nuts. They thought I was, and that was the biggest compliment Hilarious. you could ever get. All Freddy right. and Wes. 
Yeah, uh, Nightmare on Elm Street 1 and 3 are good. The rest are – 4 was okay, but 2 was bad, 5, 6 after that. The new Nightmare was good. The reboot was terrible, but the one that – Do you know – I'm sorry, but i got to tell you the story. The new Nightmare, was that the movie where Freddy met Freddy and West met West? They all met each other? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's where okay. he comes out in real life from the film? Yeah. Yes. I enjoyed that, that movie. I think it's on my website. you got to find this picture. I'll send it to you. So when they did that movie – you know, uh, Robert was a friend of mine, and my daughter Natasha was only six or seven years old. And I turned out to a lot of horror movies. She loved King Kong. You know, she loved, you know, Gremlins. You know, and, and I would tiptoe into the waters of what, you know, I wasn't going to show her Friday the 13th, but I, she loved The Exorcist. She loved Poltergeist. So when I, she watched Nightmare on Elm Street. She freaked out. We watched about 20 minutes of these when Johnny Depp, you know, dies in the bandage. Right. It was enough. I stopped. So when New Nightmare came out, I went to the set because I had a Freddy Krueger doll. And my daughter wanted to meet Freddy Krueger. And my wife at the time, her name was Teddy. So my Christmas card. She's dead? Say, Happy holidays from Bobby, Freddy, and Natasha. And I crossed out Freddy and put Teddy. And I took a picture of me and my daughter with holding the Freddy Krueger doll with his arms around her. But she was so scared of him. And then we went in the trailer. And she started talking to Robert. And she, she thought of Robert like he's a regular guy. He's in the Freddy Krueger makeup. And I'm the one, wow, I'm sitting in Freddy Krueger's trailer. Talking to she, she was unimpressed. And, then, your, was and, then, and then your ex-wife took that photo to the judge. He goes, Your Honor, I want full custody of my daughter. Here's Exhibit A. Yeah, she could have done that. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, it's a, it was our Christmas card one year. But you know what sucked, though? It was a Christmas card with Freddy in the new makeup. I wanted the real Freddy. The makeup right. was different, you know. And then when I said that people thought we were at Universal Studios, he posted one of those idiots walking around, you know, <laughs> if it was a real Freddy, you know. Or, or a Times Square jerk-off, one of those. Hilarious. Mm-hmm. Kevin Israel, yeah. I have to say, we're witnessing history. We've never seen someone come on and start shitting on a film and then pull a 180 and go, I love this fucking film. What are your well, thoughts? Well, okay. Well, here was, here was my choice, Kevin, and Kevin Poo, if you're still listening. Here was my choice last night. I made an executive decision. Right. I couldn't come on and said I hated this movie, told you I hated it, but it would not have been honest because I, I love the film. Right. And I did a whole 180. I know that's not what the show's about. Or I could have canceled and said, oh, I don't feel well, or I, I didn't finish a movie, we've got to do it another time. I wouldn't do that to you. You're a good so man. So I did the noble thing to do, the right thing to do, was to come out and tell you I'm an idiot. That's I decided that our show turned him around on this movie. Isn't it? Uh, that's a that's definitely a monumental aspect. Well, of the you show. know what though? You know what, guys? If it wasn't for your show, I, I don't know when I would have watched it again. I happen to have a copy of it. No, I'm serious. You're welcome. I, when I would have watched it again, um, but I said, you know what? This will be perfect. It's an excuse to watch it because everybody loved it. So yes, I no. But, but, is it too premature to ask you guys what do you think of the movie? We're gonna we're gonna get to that. We're gonna do our critic five star reviews right now. By the way, on Rotten Tomatoes, there are four hundred and twenty eight fresh reviews, six rotten. Just to oh, show. Wait, wait, can, can I tell you one more thing? Right, let me let me tell you one more thing. Kevin, let's talk about our brand new sponsor, Hydronique Hydration. Those are electrolyte powder drink packets. The founder started this company in the middle of the pandemic, and he's a frontline healthcare worker. A landmark research study published during the pandemic showed that 81% of frontline healthcare workers developed new headaches, and he leave tired and burnt out. You know what, Kevin? I think this would be perfect for? What's Vegas. That? 
That too. Yes. Vegas. <laughs> pouring one in your water before you go out in the pools all day. Pouring one before you go out to dinner. Pouring one in your water before you go out and booze. Good news for all you health food nuts out there. Sugar-free, keto-friendly, plant-based, antioxidant-rich, electrolyte powder packets for daily use. So it contains all the essential vitamins and minerals with a refreshing taste. And it also contains elderberry. You know about elderberry, Kevin. It's a, it's a, it's a fantastic way to, to boost the immune system, right? Got to have the elderberry. These powder packets can fit in your bag or suitcase when traveling. Give Hydronique Hydration a try. There are 30 electrolyte packets in a pouch, perfect for a one-month supply. So what do you think this, this fine product is, is selling for? For a 30-day supply? Yeah, I'm going to say 70 bucks. No, it's, what? 30, it's 39.99 on Amazon, or you can go to the website hydroniquehydration.com. That's H-Y-D-R-O-N-I-Q-U-E-H-Y-D-R-A-T-I-O-N.com. Hydroniquehydration.com, or just search for them on Amazon where they're offering a discount coupon at checkout for next week. Back to the program. So I did not cheat. I did not cheat. I, I, I went, I, I watched a movie and I loved it. And I, I, I didn't go on to look at any reviews because that, you know, to see what all these critics thought, you know, right. I used to do that. Oh, Siskel and Ebert liked it. It must have been a great movie. You know, if these guys liked it, oh, the New York Times loved it. You know, it must have been a great movie. So I really wanted to look at it. And then I did go on and I see why people loved it. But you know what? People hate Jerry Seinfeld and people hate, you know, the Marx Brothers and people hate Woody Allen. And people, you know, love Trump. People are fucking stupid. But most, I'm sorry, but most people love the film, right? People, For the most part, overwhelmingly. Listen, some people even hated Godfather, which is hilarious. Here we go. No, that, okay. To me, when you tell me you hate the Godfather or you hate even the Wizard of Oz or the Sound of Music. Silly. You know, or you tell me you hate a movie that, you know, is so great. That's like talking to somebody who goes, I don't like garlic. Well, fuck you. Don't talk to me about food. Okay. No. You know? And you're entitled to your opinion. I don't want to hear about it. Yeah, you're disqualified. Here we go. You tell, me, you tell me you don't like the Ramones and New York Dolls. I don't care what you think about music. And you tell me how much you love Journey, go fuck yourself and die. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. I like how we just, we've never talked about Journey on this, but we're talking about the Asian or we're talking Steve Perry, just to clarify. I just don't like the band. <laughs> they're bands and I hate their music. But they're making a billion dollars and I'm doing your show. I'm sitting at home unemployed. So it's fine. I'm happy. Five star reviews. Critics, five star reviews, critics, five star reviews, critics, five star reviews, critics, five star reviews. Kudos go to Bong's sleight of hand narrative approach as he seamlessly defined genres by alternating, alternating from drama to comedy to thriller and back again over the course of its 131 minute running time. Next review. Everything is superbly controlled and nailed to the point at which you begin to question how is this possible? Third review, this is what cinema does best. Entertain, provoke, and create. Monumentally an achievement, sorry, a monumental achievement in film, and the rare film that goes from very good to historically great in its final act. I agree with every one of those reviews. So far. Good. So far. <laughs> critics praises. Critics, sorry, critics one-star reviews. Critics one-star. Critics one-star reviews. The Parasites Have Parasites, written by Mark, second grade, Mrs. Johnson's English class. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I got Bobby Slayton. I'm going to keep going. No doubt. That's not going to happen again. Right? <laughs> no, 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 no. 
No doubt Asian capitalist interests are well served in the end. There won't be rioting in the streets on the back of this one. A film is hardly effective satire if it doesn't point up a route to radical change. That's just a lot of words. Wow. Don't really make one point. That was well, by the way, let, let me make you too. If it wasn't for me, you guys wouldn't have watched this film either. You know what? I'm going to tell you, this is, this is why you're wrong. I still, you're going to laugh at me. I don't give a shit. I still have Netflix DVDs and the streaming service. At my house, I had Parasite on DVD because I wanted to see it. So when you said, I want to do Parasite, I go, this is the absolute best fucking timing possible. So this I thought is you told me you hadn't, I, I saw it a month ago. What's that, Bob? I thought you told me, Kevin, you hadn't watched it. You were going to watch it. I had, you're right. I didn't watch it yet, but I had it at home on the DVD. I had it at home from the Netflix DVD. I just didn't get a chance to watch it yet. But when, as soon as you said, they go, oh, this is fucking perfect timing. So I had it. I just didn't watch it yet. So Wait, how can you review How can you talk about a movie if you didn't watch it? I did. I did watch it. I saying, I had, you said you never would have oh, watched okay, it if it wasn't for me. I had the DVD at home. I just okay, didn't okay. watch it yet. But then, okay, there you go. Good. Right. Next one. That's not savage commentary. That's... Uh, not can say convention. This is by far the filmmaker's most commercially successful work to date. Boring. Uh, a, condes- a condescending, pessimistic portrayal of human nature bereft of class consciousness or ideology. Signed, Reverend Billy Graham. <laughs> Bong is an unfunny extremist. In Parasite, he annihilates the concept of a nuclear family by setting a brood of lower-class con artists against an upper-class family unit. I question how is he destroying the concept of a nuclear family because a, b- a bunch of scam artists infiltrated that? That doesn't make sense. So the family that was so tight together, they, they made sure to keep them, all of them together by getting them into this whole con. Right, exactly. Kevin, let, let's talk about our sponsor we've had for now two months now, athleticgreens.com. You're a fan. Tell us why. I am a fan. Athletic Greens is a great way to kick off your day. If you're looking for a way to cut out your coffee, but you want to drink, that makes you feel good, that gets you, gets you ready for your day, gives you energy, gives you focus. Athletic Greens is the way to go. It's easy to take, quick, and it actually tastes good, unlike so many of those other powdery, chalky drinks that we all have to just put our no- hold our nose and swallow down. Athletic Greens is actually pretty tasty. You're 100% right, and you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food, source superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens. What's all that mean? Fancy for it's good for you. Don't forget, it's also keto, paleo, vegan, dairy-free, or gluten-free, and contains less than a gram of sugar. No GMOs, no, no nasty-tasting chemicals, or artificial anything, just like Kevin said, while still tasting good. Cost, glad you brought that up, less than $3 a day. Cheaper than a coffee and donut at whatever overpriced franchise you set your foot into. That they print your name on a cup in the spell. Athletic Greens, 7,000 five-star reviews. We sure know a thing about five-star reviews, don't we, Kevin? And they're important. Athleticgreens.com is so nice, they're going to give our fans a little bit of something free. A free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five, one, two, three, four, five, ah, ah, travel packs to take with you on whenever you go with your first purchase. All you have to do athleticgreens.com slash GTSC. Again, athleticgreens.com slash GTSC to take over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Back to the show. Next up, Amazon five-star reviews. Amazon five-star reviews. Amazon five-star reviews. Amazon five-star reviews. 
gutting power. Bobby, this is the open mic section where people on Amazon think their opinions matter. It's incredibly dense with philosophical and cultural commentary. I haven't stopped thinking about it in the, in the week and a half that I saw it. This is the best movie to come out in years, so I doubt anything will top it this year. Agreed. This guy never well, thought about social stratification. Or yeah. He's had a very nice life. If your curiosity is peaked, you should watch. You should watch it. I enjoy Will Ferrell, Kevin Hart, Brad Pitt movies, but sometimes it's good to expand. <laughs> By the way, I like, I like Snickers, Milky Ways, but sometimes I eat filet mignon. <laughs> hey, by, the, by, by the way, gentlemen, I'm sorry to keep interrupting you, but I have to. So I'm a special guest. Have you guys seen a Kevin Hart movie you like? Can you tell me what? Which? Because I'd like to see it. I'm not starring it, but I've seen films that he's been in. I, I saw the last Juman, the first Jumanji remake film, which was actually okay. I was surprised. Juma- by. The remake of Jumanji? Yeah, the, actually, the original Jumanji, not that good. But I saw the, the first. One with, oh, the one with the one with Robin. Right. Yeah, the one with Robin. Not that good. Not that good. Uh, the, the remake was they're not. Well, it's not, it wasn't even a remake. It was kind of a sequel. I think yeah, it, it, was, it, was, it was good. It was good. It was good. And he, by the way, he was also he had a hot cameo in Forty Year Old Virgin. He was the guy in the. Uh, he did that's a great scene. Too. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> What do you no, mean? No, you're I'm talking about starring. No, 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 no. No, you know what? I take that back. I did, and I tried to blank it from my mind like the Men in Black Neuralizer. I did see Ride Along, and that was awful. Okay. I didn't think Ride, I don't, I see, I didn't think Ride Along was awful. It wasn't great, and I won't see it again, but I, I laughed a few times. Well, there's a testament right there. It wasn't great, but I won't see it again. Yeah, I didn't like it. It wasn't good. The, uh, the next five-star review, but if I had a choice between rich family or poor family, I'd rather have the warmth of a poor and loving family. Now that, that oh, line, yeah, thank you. Kevin Israel, this reminds me of one of our favorite films. The scene from Boiler Room where Ben Affleck says, they say money is the root of all evil is lying to you. See that grin? Ear to ear, baby. Ear to ear. Fucking love a warm, that. loving family. I have a, love, I have a warm, loving family. They, they don't have any money. They're yeah. fine. I never talk to them. Give me that, that rich, that rich uh, Korean family that were great. They're yeah. the best house with the with the bottles of water, the wine rack, and oh my god, what a they great seem to not love their kids. I didn't get that from that that they weren't that they were like a bad parents. I think they were. No, just they were bad parents. If they're bad parents, why would they hire an, an art teacher right. and, a, and a and a right. you know a tutor? And, and they they weren't bad parents at all. They were just a little self obsessed. The father was busy like any normal father, but he can't sit home like the Waltons and you know and milk the cows and fuck that. They, those kids. That kid had everything. He had a teepee from America with the arrows and the nanny helping him. Yeah. It was great. The birthday party was an actual, like, a symphony, the way it was orchestrated out and all the roles they had. That's yeah. someone who gives a shit. Warm and cuddly, yeah, you know what? They're warm. Poor people can be warm and cuddly when they're throwing each other's bodies in the fire to keep each other warm. When I'm wading through wet shit. Yeah. Amazon yeah. one-star reviews. Amazon one-star reviews. Amazon one-star reviews. Amazon one-star reviews. As I'm calling this from now on, Kevin Israel, the ballad of the stupid people. Imho, I get some of the issues of class struggle, but it seems to condone murder. It is very sad and depressing movie. Suggesting suggesting that poor people need to have no moral conscience before they are desperate. No redemption. No soul. Murderous resentment and jealousy. Left me feeling worse about humanity as a whole. I like how this is a this is a bad oh, movie. Yeah, exactly. This is a bad movie because they feel humanity disappoint them. They can just walk outside and watch their neighbor not clean up their dog shitting on their yard and get right. bad that way, dummies. You know who writes that? These millennial assholes with the man buds who go to Starbucks and get the cappuccino with the little heart on top. On a unicycle. 
horrible people. <laughs> this next guy, most original post I've ever read on Amazon, Kevin. Ready? The translation in this in the the digital movie is horrible. It's wordy. It's pedestrian and not funny. Here's an example of the difference. At the start of the movie, someone's fumigating, and the daughter wants to close the windows. The father says, "Trailer translation: Leave it. We'll get free extermination." Arrow, funny. Digital movie translation: Leave it open. We will get free extermination. Not funny. This person yes. has to show between two different word switching around, which has no bearings whatsoever. Hilarious. You know why? This is why I hate social media. I do Twitter. I do FaceTime. The more I tweet, the more people I lose. I'm going to have negative Twitter followers. I'm the, the good thing about this virus. I'm probably never going back to work again. I can't take people anymore. It's I just bad. want, you know, yeah. I yeah. see people die, but a good third of them, you know, are probably people like this. Probably need to go. I am someone who watches a lot of foreign and TV and film stuff and has no issues with subtitles. This was just bad. It's for Korean audiences. Anyone Western who claims they love this is lying. You're not going to get this movie. This is the equivalent of something like American Pie to Korean audiences. Really? Bitch. And American Pie is a funny fucking film, and you can eat my dick if you disagree. Can I do both? Meow. First quarantine for a while. Ready? First half, good. Second half, bad. Sentence fragments, good. Complete sentences, bad. Hulk smash! Mm. Fred, good. good. Smoke, good. After, after 45 minutes of pure yuck, I had to shut it off. Thank goodness I didn't spend good money at the theater on this film. Maybe had I waited it out, the parasites might have gotten their just dues, but even thinking of watching one more minute made me nauseous. We should have hung around and see if those parasites got their just dues, huh? And here, and the last one is always my favorite, Bobby. Get ready for this one. I dislike that it is in, that is in Chinese. Can I get my money back? Ugh. <laughs> here's the Trump supporter. I was going to say, Do- sign Donald Trump. Yeah, here's a Trump guy. That could have been, been Trump himself. Can you oh, press in Chinese. I don't read Chinese. Can you press Wait, the that, And that, and that like, don't you remember when, when that movie won, that's he did. He talked shit about parasite. it. Yeah. Trump made some moronic... Wait, wait, wait. Ignore it. Why, why does it, it just came up. I have another meeting. I guess I pushed the wrong button. I have a meeting yeah. at six, yeah. which I didn't. Did you, see that? did you see that pop up? No. No, I didn't see it, no. I, I ignored it. Don't worry about it. Good stuff. Um, but when Trump, when, when, when Parasite won, don't you remember Trump giving a speech saying something like, what are the good old American movies? I think he, I think he even mentioned God went to He win. did, he but did. He to, didn't he and do that? He did, and, and Sunset Boulevard. But it's funny because when we did our episode of Gone with the Wind, Fugelsang pointed that out on our show. He's like, yeah, he, oh, he did. Like, yeah, he did. So. Yeah. Kevin is real. I, me- I love John. I love Fugelsang. He's yeah, good. yeah, he's good. He's a, he's good dude. He has and he posts great much. things about our lovely president, Pumpkinhead. Yeah, very, he does. very funny. Kevin Israel, give me your notes on this film. What'd you think? Um, so, you know, typically I don't like subtitled movies just because the reading, I think, does take me out of it a little bit. But when this movie started, once the, the first half of the movie, it was, it was good, but I was like, I get it. They're, you know, they're rich and the poor and they're going to go work for the rich people. And I thought they were going to, like, steal for them from them. I actually thought they were going to try to kill them and then assume their lives. I thought that was the parasite that they were going to You know right. what? I thought that too. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that just seemed to be the natural setup for this movie. And I was just like, all right, I get it. But then when the, when the, the, when the whole thing with the, with the maid's husband living downstairs 
And then them suddenly, and I was like, oh, now this is interesting. Now they're gonna have to, they're gonna have to hide this story from them. But then it even went away from that. And then by the end of the movie, with the with the just the mass murder that takes place, by the time that happens, and when the father kill the poor father kills the rich father, I was just like, what the fuck did I just watch? What I don't even know that like it was like a, such a ride, and the end with the dream of him buying the house, and then him just looking at the house and his father um, signaling through Morse code. It was such a bleak. Like that, that this, the way I felt at the end of this movie was how I wanted to feel at the end of Philadelphia. Yeah. Yeah. Like I walked out of, I walked away from this movie just like, wow, that was a dark, kind of depressing ending that was just bleak. And, and then when I I did, when I did some research, apparently the, the creators of the movie said that he never was going to raise enough money to buy that house back. In the fact, a, a bonus fun fact, they asked the, the the director said he goes if he if the dad wanted to raise enough or the boy wanted to raise enough money to buy the house he would have to live five hundred seventy three years to pay off to that house, yep. which is okay. what five hundred that was a trans, something translated to five hundred seventy six years. Like right. Something in the, one of the songs. Wait, are those in Asian years or American years? <laughs> yes, I th- yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I got the I got the same problem with my house, so I can relate. Believe me, <laughs> Kevin Israel, but, give me give me. A, okay, sorry, go ahead. I'm gonna cut you off. I'm gonna but no, but I, I look, I, I liked it a lot more than I thought I was going to. Um, I thought it was going to be one of those overhyped, overrated movies, and it wasn't. It was a ban- it was a bananas ride. It, I mean, it it kept every time I thought I knew what was going to happen next. It, they went a, he went a different way, and he still made the point of how the rich take advantage of the poor. There was another uh, fact that I read that was uh, that said, you know, the obvious is that the poor family were the parasites living in the rich family's lives, but also the rich family were the parasites because they needed the poor's labor to survive. They couldn't drive the car, they couldn't clean their house, they couldn't take care of their kids, and they and so they were sucking the lifeblood out of these poor people. Just to, I, don't, I don't, I don't buy that. I don't buy that. I don't buy that either. Not at all. LA, we got Mexicans. They take care. You got just fix my roof. Somebody, well, somebody just said, no, that's stupid. But you're the parasite, Bobby, is what Kevin Poo, let me ask you a question. Because I used to think, like you thought, subtitles used to distract me. Would you rather have it dubbed? No. You know, no. and actually, thank you for saying that. There was a, a series my wife and I watched. It was a, it was a really popular Norwegian series on right. Netflix. And it was really cool. It was a really cool. It was science fiction. It was very, very cool. Very what was deep. it? Do you remember what it was? I, I'll have to. I'll message you. And I can't remember the okay. name of it, but it was fucking awesome. Super complicated, but really, really cool. But it was dubbed, and it was, you know, the way they speak. It, it's not obviously it's not English, exactly. but their mouth moved, and it seemed like just off a little bit. That it was more disconcerting than. And I, I kept saying to my wife, I would have rather heard their actual voices. Right. Read it. So no, you're absolutely right, Bobby. I'd rather at this point I'd rather take subtitles, but just sometimes, depending on the pace of the of the dialogue, it, it's you know you might miss something. Um, no, no, I, especially now in our day of ADD, where I'm like looking at my phone and watching a movie. If right. it's, there's subtitles, you can't do that. So you have you to. You couldn't watch a movie on your phone ever. No, no, no. You I'm saying if you're watching a movie, if you're watching a movie, a lot of times you'll be on your phone watching oh, a movie and do and do something. You'll be distracted. But uh, no, I agree with you. I'll take subtitles over. Uh, you know, oh, yeah, because I used to love 
when movies were done like a long time ago. But like you said, you know, you can't get the subtle nah. what the actor's saying. You you rely on some schmuck in a in a, a studio in L.A. who's just reading the words, trying to you know interpret everything. It does. It's and it's much more distracting, I think. Yeah. Than, than, I agree. Yeah. I, I I really like this movie. I uh, I would I would give it an an eight point five probably. Okay. Wow. Okay. I uh, I have. It's funny you say that. I, I have no problem with subtitles. Run, little run, German film, amazing. Give that a watch. Subtitled Euro Dreams of Sushi. It's a documentary about the best Japanese sushi chef in the country as an apprentice, yeah. which is amazing. And the apprentice takes years to make the one sushi roll the master will sign off on. And the the Swedish girl with the dragon tattoo. The three films, amazing. You know what? I never. I read the books. I, I did too. Watched. I did. I read the books too. But I, the, ne- the, I never watched the, the Swedish. They're great. They're I watched great. The American. I think- they're great. Yeah, they're great. The American version was, I wasn't, I didn't hate it. A lot of people hated the Fincher version. I, like I didn't, I was fine with it. Uh, but the Swedish version I thought was great. But here are the notes I have. The very beginning of the film, they are folding pizza boxes. And that led me to, led me to believe the absolute last food I'm going to eat in South Korea is fucking pizza. No chance, zero chance of eating pizza in South Korea. Next note, I love how the toilet was three feet off the floor. Nothing like getting a concussion because you're, you're drunk and you fall off while taking a, a, dropping a deuce. You're going to fucking drop three feet to the floor and bash your head open. I got a good chuckle out of that one. The sister, when she's done up and goes in as the fake art critic, she's fucking hot. Yeah, and I, yeah. Asian girls, I'm not, Asian girls, not my forte, but man, she, right. she, would look, she could get it. Good to see that white moms aren't the only overbearing moms out there. <laughs> Uh, I, moms are not just American. Yeah. I, and I loved, loved how they had to specify which sauna, as in, no, the second floor sauna. That's not fuck me money. That's, or that, that's well. not fuck you money. That's fuck me money. Second <laughs> well. floor sauna. This is the Korean Ferris Bueller is what I think it is. And oh. I loved, I love how they just broke out into English with no, with no, uh, you know, turn signal on that. I go, wait, perfect. They say the word perfect or you know, you know what I mean? They said that too. You know what I mean? I go, where is that coming from? Kevin Israel, you son of a bitch, you did it again. I give us an eight and a half. I can't fucking, I'm going to start making you go second on that. I love the mother. mother. Yeah. I can, love I ask you guys a, can I ask you guys a question? When sure. you give it eight and a half, I, I don't know your, your like, your ratings, like, like what you, like, like, okay, like the Godfather, what's that? That's a 10. That's a 10. Um, um, I'm trying to give another, somebody, taxi driver, what's that? Just rewatched that. I yeah. six I, six and a half. Yeah, I think what? I was on there. Yeah, it didn't do it for me. Yeah, taxi driver. It's good, but it's not. Listen, we also I I, I coined the the this is called the remote test. If if you're flicking around the channels on cable and you see this movie, do you drop the remote? Taxi driver, I do not. Godfather. What about okay? Uh, what about Goodfellas? Absolutely, yes. oh, 100%. hundred percent. Yeah. Well, no, yeah, yeah, is that a ten, nine? Ten. Ten. No, it's a ten. That's a ten. That's perfect. Yeah. That, 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 you, put it, you put a good film, okay, I, 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 okay. The taxi driver, see, I grew up in the 70s in New York. Not in the city, but in the suburbs. But I spent a lot of time in Times Square. I don't know, maybe, maybe. But uh, yeah, it's, it's more like nostalgia for you. If you think huh? about the scene, if it's more, then it's more nostalgia for you. If you think about the scene, each of those scenes in that movie and what it adds up to, I just don't think it's a movie that holds up over time. That's a movie that you want to go, the rewatchability. Is it a movie that you okay. want to go back right. and watch again and watch what, again? What about Apocalypse Now? I don't like that one. I did not like Apocalypse Now. It's very slow for me. 
Yeah, too slow. And, and, and by the time you get to the very end, I just don't give a shit. And, Brando, and that's, the end is the point of the movie. Yeah. And by the time you get to the point of the, you're right. By the time you get to the point, it's like, uh, all right, I guess. Deval. What about, the, the, okay, the, one more. What about Platoon compared to Apocalypse Now? Platoon is better. Is better. I got to rewatch it. It's been a long time since I've seen Platoon. There's a lot of those movies. Full Metal Jacket. There's so many of them. But Full Metal Jacket, though, and I love the first half of Full Metal Jacket is fucking, is a nine. But as soon as Private Pilot and the the sergeant get killed, it goes downhill fast. It really loses a lot of that momentum. I still like it, but it's not, it's nowhere near where you have Private Pilot. Any movie that covers military training for me is always, I'm always going to enjoy it. Just because I was too much of a pussy to go into the military. Um, well, but yeah. Well, when I mentioned Full Metal Jacket, like, we love you a long time, $5. That when was I fine. finally made it to Vietnam, it was like $100. And things changed a lot from the $5 days. You know, it was inflation. Anti Foy so, Mary. It was all Obama's fault. <laughs> I like this film, eight and a half, without question. I will own this, without a doubt. Does this pass the remote test? I don't know. I will watch it again because, again, you, you both hit the nail on the head with the subtitles. And then you're right, Kevin Israel. My wife said the same exact thing. I told her, I said, put your fucking phone down. And she did, and she never touched it again yeah. because you have to stay in focus the entire time because you're going to miss it on a ton of stuff. Well, right. I will watch it again just to get it all, just to soak it yeah. in. Fully. I'll watch it again. Yeah, but, but if it's on cable again, if I catch it midway, like I, if I catch Pulp Fiction midway, will I turn in? No, I need to watch this from beginning to end fully, but I will own this. This film is fantastic. And Jeff Paul, our buddy, who also was in The Irishman, I just made a nice little phrase for you there. He, he said, he asked me the other day, he goes, I saw your post on Facebook. Did it deserve Best Picture? And I say unequivocally, yes, it did. I agree. And I like the Joker. I'm with you, too. I liked Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. It was good. It's not, again, not Pulp Fiction. And I didn't. I was not crazy about Irishman. I have no problem with winning the best picture. So, Well, the, the reason I like the Joker, you're talking about nostalgia or, or something personal. Here was a comic. Who, nobody, you know, a failed comic, which you should understand, Kevin. And, and, you know, and he just, and people treat him like shit and shit on him. And he went out there and started killing. I, I, I can relate to that, too. Ironically, that was our epi- that we did the Joker two episodes ago. So that's uh... oh, how do you like that? What did you give that? I liked it a lot. I, I said seven, I think seven, seven and a half somewhere about, in there. Okay, one more. Getting back to Vietnam for a second, even though I wasn't there. The Deer Hunter that was Christopher Walken and De Niro. Never seen it. Deer Hunter didn't no, wasn't didn't, wasn't wasn't crazy wasn't crazy about it. The, yeah. the, the, it led up to the ending with the Russian roulette scene, and after that, you're like, all right, Walken's dead. So sorry, <laughs> but yeah, the okay, Russian roulette scene. I haven't seen it years. Yeah. Then again, you're talking to a guy whose favorite movie of all time is Habit of Castella meets Frankenstein. I'm not kidding. There you go. That's my favorite movie ever. Kevin Israel, did Bobby Slayton gut the sacred cow? My answer is no, because he did a 180 on us. (laughs) He did did not, but I respect his honesty. I do too. I do too. He Kaiser Soze'd us on this one. I'll tell you that right now. (laughs) Oh, a usual suspect. That was a great one. Bobby Slayton, we did that one, one episode ago, and I fucking love that. It's in my top 10 films. I absolutely love Usual Suspects. Good, Very good. Love Very it. Good. Uh, we're yeah. kind of on the same page, boy. Yeah, we are. Yeah, I lo- Yeah, but yeah, Bobby Slayton did not get the well, sacred cow because he loved it. So I don't wait know. Wait a second. What about, what about my film? My, my library? Get Shorty, I was in. I thought it was Get Shorty. No? Did not like it. Did not like it at all. What a cast. I like Get you Shorty. You a cast like that, not just me. All right. My one-minute scene, which kept the movie together. 
You didn't like Get Shorty, well. No, rewatch it again. Saw it in the theater with a girl. Funny they say that too. Got laid. Still didn't like it. Watch it again. Not too long, maybe a year or two ago. I was like, yeah, it's not good. I was uh, my hard on wasn't the only thing thinking. I liked it. Did not like it. You know what people hated was Wonder Wheel movie Woody Allen to be in Steve Sharippa. I love that movie, and maybe because I was in it, but I love Woody. Did you see that? No, No, I did not see it. Did not see it. Okay. All right. Bobby Slayton, where can we find you? Didn't you say you had a cheese shop you no, want to talk about? I'm not home. <laughs> I got nothing going on. If you go to my website, bobbyslayton.com, not a fucking thing going on. If comedy clubs ever open again, I might be back to the Hard Rock in Florida, but nothing. And right. if you want to follow me on Twitter, I don't give a shit because I don't really – Instagram, my girlfriend makes me put pictures of our dinners we're eating. That's going to give me a lot of work. I'll be playing Carnegie Hall if I keep Instagramming. Fuck that shit. <laughs> so that in 10 minutes, we're going to see a chicken parm pop up on your feed? Yeah. There's nothing going on for me. You can see me in my – I turn 65 next week. I'll be at Rayo's having dinner. Right. You say you'll be at Rayo's? I love that place. I, actually, it's funny. Real fast story. I eat there. I go to Vegas every year. I always eat at the one in Caesars. And for the first time, last J- uh, July, my buddy got us into the one in uh, Spanish Harlem. Who walks in because it's his birthday? Mariano Rivera. Hung out, took yeah. pictures, saying happy birthday to Mariano Rivera. And that food is fucking amazing. So I'm all about the yeah. Rayo's. Yeah, the owners the owners are friends of mine and I, I started going about ten years ago getting into the Rayos. It's great. They're the the, the chef is great, you know, they're yeah. all friends of Dino and Frank Pellegrino, his late father and you know, Ron, the owner. They're, they're just great. But they open one in LA now. So we I know, we, I heard I heard they opened one in so LA. If we can't go in two weeks when it's my birthday, we're just catering Rayo's in my home, but it's fine. The, moz- the mozzarella and Carosa is fucking fantastic. Get that as a – and the meatballs as well. Those are my two favorite apps you got to get. Yeah, I've been there a hundred times. It's my favorite yeah. meatballs in the world. Yeah, oh, the, the best Both meatballs. Both Moderato and Moderato's. I love yeah, I nice. love them all. Bobby Slayton, we can't thank you enough for coming on. Oh, Kevin Israel, where can we find you? Our, our calendars are as blank as – Yep. As, my, I don't know. Tom uh, 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 calendar was ruined. Thanks, COVID. Uh, but you can get my album, The Struggle is Real, on iTunes and everywhere else. Can uh, Nobody cares. Can I leave now? KevinGoatee.com. You can check out the comics, watching comics can and I, Amazon can video. Can I leave? Am I allowed to leave? Do you have to say till the end? Obviously, we're just trying to say goodbye to you. But before we do, guttingthesacredcow.com, as well as on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Check right. it out. BobbySlayton.com. Thank you Thanks, so much boys. for coming on, Thanks, Bobby. Kevin. Thank Appreciate you, Kevin. You, you guys got rock. It, buddy. Thanks, okay. buddy. Take All care. Right. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.